This is Digital Marketing Fastlane. This podcast will show you how to build, launch, grow, and scale a widely successful online business. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. You're going to learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your online store. Coming to you from the online marketing experts at Voy Media, here's your host, Kevin Urrutia. It's Kevin here from Digital Marketing Fastlane. I have a special guest today. Today we have Dimitri Dragolov. Hey, Dimitri, how are you doing? Good, good to be here. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself and maybe tell them how you got started in online marketing space. I basically was a software engineer and decided I'm not happy at what I'm doing day to day. So I quit my job and uh, got into my Honda Civic, sold everything I had. And I drove cross-country to Silicon Valley in 2007. I was trying to get myself a job at a startup because I knew startups were closing cash and VC funding and scaling up whether you were an e-commerce guy or not. You were building software, you're getting money. Crazy ideas. People are putting up blogs out there and making money with affiliate left and right. And so I wanted to get in the mix of things. I just knew how to code. That's my story beginning of what I do now. I started doing some outreach in terms of PR with a few companies that I started working at under their wing. The founders guided me patiently and I got into a realm of sort of DIY PR space for companies, brands that are trying to grow blogs or actual software companies. And it was just a wild ride since 2007. I've been through two acquisitions. I was very fortunate to be part of two. And now I'm building my own. It's awesome. Obviously, I do online marketing here at Boy Media, but my background is also a software engineer. So I used to work for Mint.com and Intuit. And I was like, I got to be part of this ride. That's what I did. I know for the past few years, you've been working out on Just Reach Out. Obviously, it's been a few years now. Can you tell us the story of how you thought about this? Why this sort of startup? Whether you run an e-commerce business, whether you're doing lead gen, affiliate marketing for e-commerce, or you're running another type of business, getting links and getting rankings from those links and trying to get people to promote your brand. You have a company called Pella, iPhone cases. Jay-Z was one of the main investors there. But anyway, whether you're a brand like that that's trying to sell iPhone cases or whether you're just a software company, you need links, you need PR. And PR agencies and SEO agencies, most of the time, do not do a great job. Or if they do, they don't give you enough ROI. And so I went on this huge journey trying to teach founders of companies e-commerce companies and others to learn how to do PR themselves. It's actually not that complex. And so I taught so many, it became corner of the web, became mine, PR, DIY PR. How do I get links by myself? How do I get press by myself? I started writing about it. I built a course around it. The hundreds of people have bought the course. And then I was like, all right, I got to build a tool to help people do this kind of outreach, to score links, to rank high, to pull in that cash selling that product, or to actually get on that's out there and then sell the product right there and then get on today's show and get some traffic for yourself so you can get that ROI up. I feel like that's an issue. 
business owners don't realize they have, and then they want to go and do it out there themselves. When you were building this sort of product, how did you think about software plus maybe doing it manually? Was it like, did you build out this product for months and then you said, hey, let me go test it? Or were you doing this manually and then you sort of incorporate that into software? So I was acquired by Google by doing PR. That was my thing before I was doing Just Reach Out. My jam was to pitch journalists and I was at a company called Polar. There was just a few of us. And I came up with this whole methodology where I would pitch press on latest events. I create little polls and studies. I would pitch them to them. And they would include these polls in their articles. It became really popular. We grew from zero to 40 million page views. And then we were bought by Google. At that time with that acquisition, my next thing I knew is going to be a tool that allows you to pitch journalists by yourself based on what journalists' needs and asks are. So I only want to hit up relevant journalists around what it is that they actually need at this time. I ended up building a tool to help you do that, which called Just Reach Out, which I run right now. We've had HubSpot, Airbnb, Nickelodeon, and some of the biggest brands use us, as well as 5,000 plus small businesses, a lot of e-commerce, people selling iPhone cases, people selling exercise equipment, people selling peanut butter and nut butters, all sorts of cool companies in different industries. The genesis of this whole thing was my course on how to pitch journalists. It's really identifying who is asking about a very specific thing whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, whether it's a newsletter, whether it's a forum, and then responding to them, or if you're not there to respond at the very precise moment they ask, using that ask as a data point to chat with them later on. So if somebody's asked, hey, I want to know what is the best way to stay in shape during a pandemic, you might say, all right, they asked this March 2020. Today is July 2020. Maybe I should talk to them about remote work, or maybe I should talk to them about remote work and eating healthy during a pandemic. So you use what they've already asked about, information that they've already put out, and you create your pitch based on that. And that's what the software tool is really designed and built upon, identifying those most relevant journalists and pitching them. I guess with your tool, do you also give people topics and ideas about what a certain journalist might want to hear about? Is that where you guys can help as well? Exactly, yes. What we do is we always index and we continuously crawl what they're writing about, what they're asking about, what are they putting out on Twitter, on Facebook, on these forums. And we give you topic suggestions as to listen. This person asked about keto diet. In the last three months, they asked 17 times around this term keto diet. This is a strong indicator that they're probably interested in this topic. If you put in that term into our engine, we will front up, you say keto, in our engine, we'll say, well, here are all the ones that are asking a lot about this. And here are the pitches that you should use to send them. We'll have pitch templates for you to use, change up. So these are predefined templates that have worked for thousands of our customers with these types of reporters. They're already kind of fine-tuned for you. They're partially pre-filled by our software. And that's how we think about PR when you want to pitch. If you're selling iPhone cases and you have some kind of new company, it's like, all right, well, who's recently covered a lot in this space, earth-friendly iPhone cases, and who's looking for new stuff to cover? So we have that data and we allow you to kind of marry your pitch with that. So it's much more relevancy-based. 
seems like the software is great to use cases. I really want to talk now about how are you getting the word out about your software itself? How are people learning about you guys? Are you guys doing ads? Are you guys doing outreach yourself? Word of mouth. So how do you guys think about that? We don't do lights over Broadway PR. Lights over Broadway PR is like, let's go after CNN and be featured on CNN. Let's go after TechCrunch and be featured on TechCrunch. I don't think that way. And I think most e-commerce entrepreneurs or any kind of entrepreneur should not be thinking that way. The reason being is that if you really think about it, only a small percentage of those people reading TechCrunch are going to be your exact best customer who's going to convert and buy your product. And so what you want to go after is not CNN.com, but you want to go fitnessguide.com if you're selling butter or nut butter or whatever. You want to go very specific into a blog, a podcast, a forum, a meetup where your audience and only your audience is hanging out. Now, granted, it's going to be much smaller audience, but it's going to be much more relevant audience. In my space, it's exactly the same way. So what I do is I actually marry the PR initiative together with the SEO. I don't just do PR for the sake of having a splash because that splash, whether it's on fitnessguide.com or it's on techcrunch.com, it's going to go and it's going to come back and it go down to zero, right? It's going to go up, it's going to go right back down to zero. What you want is continuous traffic out of an effort. And so what I like to do is I like to use that press to help me rank on my own site for specific keywords. So if you Google the term media pitch, if you Google PR outreach, how to write a press release, email pitch, cold email, marketing communications, communication strategy, I rank number one for them. How do I rank number one for them? I put out a lot of content around it and I link and I rank link back to that original piece of contents. An article just the other day, I published it as SaaS PR. PR for SaaS businesses. I want to rank for that term, SaaS PR. How do I rank on Google for SaaS PR? I'm going to need to do some PR initiatives around this. No pun intended. I'm just going to go and do podcast interviews, do guest post articles. And I'm going to reference examples in my SaaS PR article in my interview. And then what will happen is that article will get links from these other sources, these other publications. These other publications are not huge. They don't have millions of visitors coming and I'm not going to get the millions of clicks. And I don't want that. What I want is to rank number one for my term SaaS PR that's going to get me very relevant leads because those are the kind of leads who Google that term and they continuously come back. That traffic never stops from Google. And so I'm going to do some PR to try and link to myself from other publications and other blogs and podcast sites. Long-term goal here is going to be ranking number one for the term. Once I do, I'm going to rinse and repeat that process. And that's what I suggest most entrepreneurs do with their PR. Don't go for that one-time splash. It's not going to sustain you for a year. What will sustain you is ranking number one for best nut butters or best iPhone cases or best eco-friendly iPhone cases. Once you rank for that, that's organic traffic you're not paying for at all. And even though you did a PR stunt or initiative to try and rank for that, once you do, it's a good spot to be. A lot of brands don't really think about SEO in general because they kind of want that quick hit of traffic immediately. SEO does take time. But once you sort of rank for top keywords, people see you as an authority and they're going to use your software and your product because they trust Google. They trust Google so much that top 10 places are like the premium spot that you want for a keyword. If you're not on there, then you're losing out to the competitors that are actually ranking and doing everything they can. And you want to use PR to help you get there. That's how you're going to need to use PR. The smart way to do it.
don't think of that CNN cover and being on homepage of New York Times. Forget that. That's not going to help you in the long term. The other stuff is definitely not going to help you. The other stuff is great for just credibility building and then using that to leverage for other things, specific product, and it makes sense. And it's obviously being on Oprah Winfrey is amazing. People said that your stores were running out of sales in like 20 minutes because it's such a powerful show. Any generic CNBC or CBS show, it's probably not going to be helpful. And having that as a goal is not too realistic for a small-time entrepreneur or e-commerce entrepreneur or e-commerce stores listening to this podcast. Don't aspire to be on Oprah Winfrey. Set expectations that you can meet, like realistic goals, because chances are you're going to try, you're going to fall down. And if you fall down, you need to have something that you can accomplish day to day that you can just feel good about. You need to be accomplishing something that is small tasks. Nobody tries to deadlift 300 pounds right off the bat. Everybody goes out and they try maybe 50 pounds, maybe 70 pounds, and then they gradually build things up. There's a reason for that. You get stronger. You can lift more weight. Don't jump and be like, I got the best product. I see my competitors have all these stamps of approval. Psychologically, it's the wrong thing to do and think about. You're going to hunt over the best PR firms. You're going to try and find the best consultants. Go after smaller fish, small podcasts, small blogs. Get yourself known a little bit. Get some links going to some pages. Move up market. Go to some medium tier podcasts and move that way, you know? That's what's going to get you going. It's going to make you feel good. It's going to give you confidence to do more and more outreach as you get going. It's a lonely game out there and you can hire the best PR firms. You can pay the best money out there, but you still, you're going to have that limitation Start small, start with a small base and gradually do this as if you're lifting weights. Pull the cart before the horse, as they say. Start small and then eventually you get bigger. Another last question I have for you is, I kind of mentioned you shouldn't be thinking about TechCrunch, you shouldn't be thinking about CNBC. What are some other ways, how should entrepreneurs be thinking about PR and press, a way to sort of enhance your business? A lot of times you have an e-commerce store and you just want those logos on there because you think that your conversion is going to go higher because you were mentioned somewhere else. And chances are sometimes that's the case. Sometimes it's not the case. What I would always say, if you don't have those fancy logos, put up testimonials from real customers who are just like people who are coming to your site right now who you're trying to sell. The best thing you can do is say, Trying to lose weight? Well, hey, here's a customer who went from this to that by using our product. Here's a customer who does this to that. That speaks more to your product than a CNN interview. A CNN interview is cool. Click on it. I'm like, oh, this guy was on CNN. Amazing. He's talking about his product on CNN. That's cool. That gives you some credibility. But it doesn't give you as much credibility as a case study of, I actually could identify with this other dude who was just like me and he used this and it really worked for him. I can get it. I actually want to be like him and I want to go through his journey. So having some of those case studies is really powerful to have on your page if you don't have those logos just yet. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is launch on something. If you don't have a software product, it might be not the best fit, but there's Product Hunt, but there's also IndieHack, lots of different sort of platforms where they're kind of like user-generated upvoting mechanisms, kind of like Reddit. You might do an AMA, some kind of launch where you just say, here's what I got. 
please upload it if you like it. Please download it if you don't. Each industry typically has one. My world is product hunt because I deal with a lot of like software kind of related products, especially just reach out. I run software companies. Reddit is a good example. Sometimes essentially third party sites, which have an audience of people who will upload or download things, use those. Try and launch on those as a way to start your process. When I launched Just Reach Out, I launched it on a newsletter called Startup Digest. The newsletter went out to 16,000 people and that was my launch. I put that logo on there and I said, we were in the Startup Digest. Then I used something called Letterwell, which is actually a pretty cool newsletter. If you're an e-commerce entrepreneur, you should really definitely take a look at it. It's a marketplace of newsletters where you can kind of sponsor newsletters. They're in all different niches and some of them have 20 million, 30 million subscribers. And so you pay us some fees. $10,000, $5,000, $2,000, and you get a bunch of cents, sponsored cents with the newsletters. So I use Letterwell as a way to sponsor a bunch of newsletters from really big brands. And so some of them were nice logos to have on my site. So I started putting those on there. I did some sponsored content. Really start thinking like, what is it that your customer really wants to see as proof, uh, legitimacy to buy? And chances are, if you really dig deeper enough, it's not going to be that CNN logo or Forbes logo because that's just jaded these days. People don't really care about it as much. It's case studies from real customers, specific from two stories that you really want to show people. We also think that what people want to see are going to be transformation stories of how your service or system helped them. And if you can display that in a create case study or in a video interview, that's even better than any logo. People just want to see real results. Great podcast. I learned a lot from you. Where can people go and find you to either connect with you on LinkedIn, or, you know, maybe email you or reach out to you? You can definitely find me on LinkedIn. My blog is criminallyprolific.com. So prolific, it's criminal. Criminallyprolific.com. My site, just reach out that I owe my tool that helps you pitch journalists and get featured in press. Just reach out that I You can hit contact on either my blog, criminallyprolific.com or just reach out that I Dimitri, thank you. Thanks, Kevin. This week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voy Media. Thank you.